What's up, guys? Alex Contreras on the mic alongside Anthony Ray Garcia. Welcome back to another episode of Marlins Barbecue. Unfortunately, the Fish lost a heartbreaking series to the Atlanta Braves, a series that was very frustrating in the sense that we could have took it. Red, welcome back. How was the vacay? Glad to be back. Glad to be back. It was good. Much needed time off. Well, like we talked about the Miami Marlins face, the Atlanta Braves for a weekend set. Pablito took the ball game one. He did great. He pitched six innings, gave up two earned runs, shook out eight no walks. Pablo Lopez ERA sits at a 2.25 ERA. We had an impressive outing as well for left-handed pitcher Castano. Castano went six innings, one earned run, two walks, two Ks. His ERA sits in the mid-fours. And an impressive start once again from Lilo Eliezer Hernandez. He went five innings, three hits, nine Ks. And if you thought you were impressed with Pablo Lopez ERA, Hernandez sits with a 1.84 ERA, going punch for punch with Pablito. And another strikeout for Eliezer Hernandez. Make it five. A 2-2 to Ozuna. Swing and a miss on the fastball. So six strikeouts for Hernandez. Single, he's off of second base with two outs here in the fourth. And Duvall cuts and misses. Yeah, I this series, man, I think the the Braves series really exposed the biggest issues with the team, which is bullpen. And I hate to say it, but even some coaching decisions, you know, me and you talk throughout almost every game and we shoot each other random little like factoids and stuff. But, man, it's there's some decisions that I just don't agree with when it comes to Mattingly. Um, and, you know, I, the way Twitter looks, it looks like a lot of people agree with me, too. Uh, one of the biggest things was, of course, um, Sunday's game removing Hernandez and I think it was what five innings five innings um, is correct let me look up the little stat here but I believe he's only the fifth pitcher in major league history history not national league no MLB history he's a seventh pitcher to have a stat line like the one he had um yesterday and be pulled after five seventh and a few of those the of the seven are games that were called after five innings due to weather so what does that tell you, Alex, about the coaching decisions? I mean, you just said it the day before he let a rookie who had never pitched above double A go six innings, but yeah, he's in a pool and Andes after five. It wasn't a pinch hit situation. You know, we don't have that this year. It wasn't injury. It wasn't, you know, I don't, the pitch count wasn't too high. Um, it's not the first time we've seen Mattingly do this. Is this more about protecting the starter or is this him having, you know, faith in a bullpen that just hasn't, really earned it lately well to answer your question i believe don mattingly is trying to protect the starting pitching the starting pitching that the miami marlins have right now the marlins aren't in a position to lose any more players uh, or or pitchers for that being said um but i agree with you i mean the fans the fans want to see guys stretched out a bit when i was there for the for the home opener um shout out to fish stripes for making that happen um I asked Donnie Baseball post game. I said uh, Pablo was cruising. He was sitting at eighty pitches after six. Donnie, weren't you tempted to push him and stretch him out at least one more inning? He's uh he's been good with all of them. He kind of knows where they're at, and he knows where we've been building too. You know, if you send him back out there, you're asking him to be over a hundred. His third outing, uh, you know, coming off that layoff and everything else. So uh, you know, I listen to Mel when he when he tells me he feels like that's that's enough for him. And if we're in between, you know, a guy can talk you into something 
but this wasn't one of those tonight. That was, that was it. As soon as he would finish that inning, we knew we were going to go somewhere else. I understood him, you know. But then you see Lilo come out here, Lilo Hernandez, and he pitches one hell of a game. He's dominating nine Ks through five. Yo, we talked about this earlier in Marlins Barbecue before the season started. One of the guys that people had to be excited about was going to be Lilo Hernandez. Lilo's doing an amazing job pitching this year. He's opening a lot of eyes. And that gets me to to want to do a little side bet with you. You know, I don't know what you think about this, Red, but you're so amped up on Pablo, and I love Pablo, and people are all Team Pablito. Pablo! How Marlon's macho man likes to say. Um, but I'm I'm Team Lilo, and I, I want to make a little bet saying that I think Lilo Hernandez has a better better overall campaign this year when it's all said and done compared to Pablo Lopez. That's risky. I respect it, and I'll take that bet. Um, Pablo has just been here a little, a little longer. Pablo has shown it a little more. I'll take that. That's easy. That's a, that's a fun little wager. Let's see what happens there. Fun little but, wager. We'll get into details on that later. We'll figure it out. Maybe some beers. Um, but besides that, you know the – Going back to the decision making, you know, another decision that you that I just I I couldn't fathom it was on the fifteenth, you know, on the Saturday game, we the Marlins did exactly what they need to do against an ace like Freed. And make no mistake that he is an ace. There is no oh, but you know he's he's just the ace of that team. No, no, he'd be the ace on probably a few teams. But they did exactly what you need to do against those guys: get him out of the game eventually and hold it off. You know, I think it was one zero going into the seventh. And or the eighth, and that's when they took Freed out. That's what you have to do. You're not going to outslug those teams. It's very rare that you put three or four on a Jacob DeGrom on a Freed. So they did perfect. And then in the ninth inning, you know, you have all these lefties on your bench. You had Luan Diaz. You had Sierra. And Mattingly lets Foresight have the at-bat, you know. So I was I, – I don't understand it. I don't know the hesitancy to stay away from Sierra. And I don't know the hesitancy to give foresight that at bat. It's not like foresight's cruising, you know. It's not Brian Anderson. I understand Brian Anderson getting his at bat. You don't take out a Brian Anderson for anybody, regardless of the matchups. But it's not like foresight had you know crushed against a reliever. It's not like foresight's crushing right now. Why not give Sierra, who adds a speed element, who adds you know he's been hitting, or let Lewin hit there rather than the third at bat of the inning. What do you take on what's your take here on Maddenly staying away from Sierra for some reason? He's not he hasn't pulled the trigger on him. And why is Maddenly always appear to be loyal to these players that really don't, you know, merit it, I guess. I completely understand where you're coming from. When I saw the game three lineup, I was a bit disappointed. I felt like it was a lineup that we just threw out there. Uh as a tribute to the Negro Leagues, the Marlins wore the Miami Giants uniforms, and I think that's cool and everything. And I thought it was awesome how we had uh, Brinson in there and Harrison. And and I and I can see where you're coming from on Logan Forsyth. Um, it's debatable if he would have pulled him or not, you know. But I think Mags definitely deserves to keep playing. Uh, Logan Forsyth's batting 484 on the season, so he's he's had good swings this year. But you could have definitely made – a Mags come in and pinch hit for a Lavarnway. I mean, Lavarnway was three for one, but I mean, I, I'll take out Lavarnway and give Mags the opportunity. Uh, Brinson, you know, I can see Donnie trying to to give him a little bit of confidence, right? A vote of confidence. Hey, go out there, be the number five hitter, do your thing. And I, I actually, I thought it was going to work. I think it was a psychological thing. I voted myself on Fangraphs on the Marlins uh, Fish Stripes Twitter. 
I said under and over, who's going to hit the hardest ball? And I said, Lewis Brinson was going to hit the hardest ball. I thought he was going to be inspired. I thought he was going to do it. But hey, that didn't happen. Mag Sierra Sierra deserves more playing time. But it's funny how, how if you observe Marlon's Twitter, it's funny how people were so furious when they announced the, the 2020 COVID uh, season the two, after spring training 2.0, after the summer camp was over. They announced the opening day roster. And people were so furious that freaking Mags made the team over Monte. And those same people, okay, I'm not going to mention any names, but no, those same people are now saying, hey, why aren't we putting in Mags? Why aren't we putting in Mags? It's like, I, I understand that it's so funny. Fans are getting upset. And they're getting upset because we're starting to care. These games are starting to become more intense. They're starting to have more weight to them. And that's good because expectations are going up. Expectations are going up because you, fan, you fans care. Right. And, and I was one of those people that was furious that Monte was held over over Sierra. And, but, you know, we weren't there in the summer games. We weren't there. You know, we don't see every at-bat, you know, that these guys are taking. So, clearly, Sierra was doing this in the summer camp games. And, but even that even goes back to my situation where I believe it was the eighth inning. We had runners on first no outs, and they pinch it Matt Joyce instead of Sierra. Again, Maddenly sticking to veterans that just don't marry it anymore. I understand, you know, that Joyce is a, you know, he's a proven player, all that great stuff. But think about the situation. It was a runner on first, okay? Both Sierra and Joyce are lefties. Sierra's speed plays in that situation a lot better than Joyce, and Sierra's way faster than Joyce. And Sierra's hitting better than Joyce. There's no... And then you can't tell me, oh, it was a defensive decision. Okay, you're going to tell me Joyce is a better defender than Sierra. Yeah, Joyce had a couple of nice plays earlier in the game but or in the day before, but that has nothing to do with the current situation. You know, it's just like those weird decisions, like in, in the Blue Jays series, you know, Mattingly putting in Harrison a pinch uh, run for uh, Cervelli for one pitch, and then the batter's out, and it was a 3-2 count, the inning's over, and now you just lost your catcher. It's these weird decisions that keep hanging me up on Mattingly. I get hope. I'm sorry. I I get hopeful, get hopeful, get hopeful. And then he does these strange choices. And I don't know if it's the coaching decision. I don't know if it's just him, but I'll give it to him. At least he finally got ejected yesterday. We're going to have our argument with a mask on here. coming. Yep. Yep. James Hoy and Don Mattingly. Mattingly wanted to know where the last pitch was. I'll take the ejection. I'll, if I've said it before, if I was coaching, I'd be ejected every game since the first New York Mets series on the seventh. So are you kidding me? These umpires aren't held accountable they don't know that they've been atrocious the last week and a half and that's a whole other tangent to go on but i don't know man i i just i don't think maddenly's the guy man listening to that rant uh of, of maddenly coming out of the dugout like it's about time he came out of the dugout and finally blew up like i don't know what the hell took so long for him to come out of the dugout and really blow up i know he's been furious he's been complaining about it we've had this umpiring crew for three series in a row now we, we pray to the baseball gods that we don't have them for a fourth. Hopefully we don't see these guys for at least another month. We'll take an Angel, Fernan- uh, Angel, Angel Hernandez for the next month. I don't care. <laughs> Please, just don't, don't send this guy. Don't send this team anymore to us. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm like you. I share the same sentiment. I'm a fiery guy, and I would love for Manning Lee to show more fire. I feel like he's pressing correct buttons to a certain extent. You know, uh, Andy Slater made him a tough question saying, do, do you think that the that – 
the Marlins, you know, it's, it's starting to show all the players that are missing, all the injuries, they're starting to catch up to us and this team. And he says, oh, you can't really look at it that way. But, man, how do we look at it? Like expectations are starting to come up and we, we, we got to start pushing all the right buttons, all the right elements. Like we want more we want to stretch out our starting pitchers. Yeah, thank you so much for taking care of our guys, but don't be an extremist. Not everybody's going to be a freaking Dusty Baker and going to freaking pitch a, a Mark Pryor and a Kerry Woodarm off. We're good, man. Like, we can stretch out a Pablito. We can stretch out a, a Lilo Hernandez. Like, why not? Um, no, my, and my, my thing with that is, too, if you tell me this is 168, I mean, 160 game season, and, you know, we saw five months ago, okay, if you want to start him off slow, that's fine. But in two months, the season's over. Each pitch is going to get about. 10, 11, 12 starts, you know, depending on injuries and all the other stuff. But, I mean, what are you saving them for? If you don't make the playoffs because you're losing games in August, in August, who cares if they're rested in, in October, November, you know? Who cares if their arm is feeling great in November? You just missed the playoffs because you were saving them for what? And they're you all meaningful protecting. games. They're all meaningful right, right. games right now. We're going in a crazy stretch. We're going to go on 15 straight games. We're not going to have another day off till August 31st. We have a doubleheader going to Washington. Uh, so, Man, the road is going to get a lot tougher for these Marlins. So, what do you what do you talk to me about that trip ahead? Before we get into, I'm sorry, I was just a real quick, just a quick report, guys, just to touch base on it. Uh, supposedly, all 18 guys who were COVID positive um, are now practicing again in Jupiter, which is perfect for the look ahead here. When we look ahead, because we're actually getting our guys back. Um, I think that plays. I don't know when we're getting them back. Alex, do you have an estimate, a guess, when you think we should start seeing those guys? And um, I don't think we'll have them for the Mets series, but are we looking at like a Friday, the 21st, you know, against the Nationals? I'm, I, to be honest with you, I'm seeing them more as in we see them in the Mets series, but in New York. I'm seeing them more okay. towards like the 25th, 26th, 27th. Next week, right. Next week, week, yeah. yeah. I think it's going to take a little bit longer time, even though Miggy Rojas tweeted out that he went to the Trooper facility and uh, he thinks he's going to, have no problem getting ready whatsoever. He tweeted that he had to face Sixto Sanchez for six innings of straight 9,900-mile-an-hour gas. <laughs> right, and I think, I think we'll get the hitters back quicker. I think, you know, we might see a Rojas trinkle in, you know, guys like that. We might see, you know, before uh, Cooper maybe. Um, the pitching, I understand, I understand the pitching in that sense. If, you, if, if Sandy's next start, you want to cut him off at five innings, I understand that. But Pablo's been here since we started again. Pablo's ready. I think that was his third start since coming back. At what point do you extend these guys? Um, a Sandy, I understand. It's good to have him back. And, you know, now that we're getting these guys back, it brings up the conversation of what we expected the, the Marlins to do back in Baltimore when we started again. And we all we said was a hey, tread water, hold it down, 500 ball. They ended up going six and five. I think that is best case scenario. You know, that is that's what we needed them to do. And it played. We're second in the standings. You know, we're, we held our own. Now it's time for these guys to start trickling in, and let's run away with this division a little bit. Man, there's a, there's going to be guys that are going to be on the bubble once these reinforcements come back. Uh, guys that are on the spark, starting pitching from a Castano to an Umberto Mejia, who I think has earned another start during this homestand. Uh, hopefully, we get to see him. Foresight, maybe on the bubble. Foresight on the bubble, possible. You know, you got a Miggy Rowe coming back. So Miggy definitely has to get his A-Bs in. Or, you know, uh, somebody will definitely get pushed into the taxi squad for sure. Yeah, and uh, I think Eddie I think Eddie Alvarez will be optioned before Forsyth. And I know what everyone's going to say. Oh, but he's so much fun. He brings energy. Yeah, that's great. He's hitting, I think, like two-something, low twos, which isn't even about that because his glove has been phenomenal. 
But I think with the way Mattingly makes his decisions, if this is his decision to make, he's going to stick with the, the vet over the rookie. I, it's and, just what we've seen. And to back it up, Logan Forsythe did sign a major league contract with the Miami Marlins, and uh, Eddie Alvarez has a couple options. So it would be a lot easier, right. perhaps, to do that. Um, a fun stat I ran into, man, the fish – our fourth in Major League Baseball in stolen bases with 19. The leader in that department are the San, Santiago, the Santiago Padres. Um, they have played seven more games than the Miami Marlins have, and they have a six-bag advantage, okay? So, but more than that, I love to see the aggressiveness. I love, I love to see the success rate. The Marlins are 19 stolen bases and have only been caught three. Villar has been leading the team with six, birdie, five. Birdie ball, I love the aggressiveness. What do you What do you think? I think that's what you have to do with the team you have. You know, I love that lineup. I don't remember what night it was. That I think we had like three or four like speedsters at the bottom. It was like Sierra, Birdie, and Alvarez. Yeah, I tweeted about that. I was talking about Birdie. Yeah, Birdie, Mags, Villar, and then they were setting it up for, for Jesus Aguilar, bro. It's right, trouble, that, havoc. Those, those lineups, man, that's what I – that's – that's what you got to do. And that's what Maddie did. And see, those are the decisions that I'm like, man, that's a good decision. That's good coaching. But then, <laughs> and then he has Joyce hitting third or Sorelli hitting third and Joyce hitting fourth. It's like, it's back and forth. But yeah, I like, I like the speed. I think speed plays in major leagues. Um, I think that's an element of the game that's been missing. You know, a lot of teams have gone to like the, hey, hit 240, but make sure you hit 30 home runs type of guy. Which, it's got that Caribbean, that Caribbean flair, that Latino right. taste, that Caribbean ball, man. I love it, man. Hit and run. I mean, we, we that game on the 14th, we literally ran away with that game. You know, we forced errors. You force plays. You force, you know, Swanson to have to make that pick at short because he knows the guy running from third is, you know, I think it was Birdie, is going to score if, if he doesn't make it quick. And then he ends up making an error. You know, you cause, like Sierra, taking second on a single to right field. You know, you cause havoc on the base bats and the, the defense freaks out it is what it is they know they got to be perfect you know they're one bobble away from scoring a run and that's what played and that's what won it and then we won a game friday and we never saw that lineup again we never saw those guys in the same situation again and we ended up losing the next two but looking ahead here alex um we've been pretty spot on with our predictions man and it's time to make another one um we have the mets for four and the nationals for five before we talk again here on Marlins barbecue what's your prediction of these series i'm already gonna i'm already sick of the nationals seeing them five times is gonna be horrible and we haven't even seen them so what is your prediction for these next uh nine games here well man i see the marlins going splitting the series here in miami before heading out to washington washington we can see the, the nats five times all right we gotta at least take two from the nats i know people don't want to hear that i know People are saying, hey, we're going to split the series versus the Mets. It's terrible. We should look for a freaking series win. But if these guys didn't get a series win against a depleted Atlanta Braves roster or injury-prone team, if we didn't steal that series, man, which I'm so frustrated about, bro, we haven't beat the Braves since September 2017. And so disappointed as a Marlins fan to hear that stat. And I really hope that we turn a corner. All right, Marlins, we need to continue treading water. Split the series, Mets. Take two out of those five games. If we get more gravy, but we got to see the Mets seven times on this road trip, and we got to see the Nats five before we come back home and f- 
face the Tampa Bay Rays on Jackie Robinson Day. And I got a really good feeling about that day, man, because something tells me we're going to be 100% ready to go by that. And we're going to have all cylinders go. Yeah, I'll get, I, I'll agree. I'll say we split in New York. Um, I'm a little bit more bullish on the Nationals. I think we, I think the our rosters, it plays a little better with them. Um, I'll go on a limb here, and I'll say we'll win the first three and lose the last two. So three and two against the Nats and split it against the Mets. Um, but then I predict us getting into a little trouble here against the Mets again. I know we're back in Miami, but I feel like that's when we're going to see like that burnout um, against that series. I wouldn't be surprised if the if we get swept at home against the Mets. But then there's going to be that shot in the arm, like you say, on the 28th. I could see that happening, too. I hope it happens. I think that's what we're going to need. And it's funny how this season's gone. You know, we've gone, you know, we start hot, then COVID. Then we yeah, let me, let me correct you real quick. That series, the 25th to the 27th, is at New York. Oh, I'm sorry. It is in New York. Yeah, at Mets. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, I flipped on my mistake. So, you know, the way the season's gone, it's like we were at the highs, and then we got COVID, the lows. We sweep in Baltimore, and then we lose uh, – uh, we win that first game in New York, then we lose against the Blue Jays. Then we win two in a row, and then we lose two in a row. So I think the, the low of the season is going to be the 25th through the 27th, but I feel like, man, I agree with you 100%. On the 28th, the Marlins are going to have an infusion of talent boasted into that lineup, and I'm here for it. Jackie Robinson Day. What a, there's no better day for that to happen. So 7-8, and eight, that's what I'm going with. 7-8, and eight, put it on the record. I'm good with that. We're gonna come back. The Mets series, I'll go with seven and eight as well. Yeah, we gotta we gotta do that. We'll talk about it next week on Marlins Barbecue. We want to talk about briefly uh, the polls on Twitter. You know, uh, Marlins Barbecue Red has won two Twitter polls so far. He had the best lineup, and uh, I don't know what the other the other one was, but it doesn't matter. Lineup and what was that first one? It doesn't Um, matter what it was. A win, a win, baby. A win, a win. Last week on Twitter, uh, Fish Stripes has a poll going on. The Marlins Player of the Week and Mag Sierra easily, easily won that with uh, Eliezer Hernandez coming in in second place. Who do you think is going to be the Player of the Week this week? Hmm. Are we going to put it on Twitter? Is there going to be a poll here? We're going to put it on Twitter, baby. I'll say this week's Player of the Week. <laughs> I'm laughing because I know I'm – my gut wants to say and my brain wants to say something else. I'm going to go with Monte Harrison. Ooh, I have a Monte. feeling the home run is going to project him. And if he's in the lineup, Monte is going to be the player of the week for this next week. Okay. Well, that's, a, that's a cool name. I'm going to go with the respectable, the no doubt, going with Brian Anderson. Brian Anderson is going to continue to build this case. Hashtag Pay BA. Pay BA. Marlins front office. Let's extend this guy. And when we extend him, let's make sure that we give him that little C. You know, like the Cleveland C. <laughs> let's put it on their chest and make him the captain. No disrespect to Miggy Rowe. Miggy, you're the captain. You're a leader to this team, to this organization. But if you look at this whole roster, there's leaders everywhere, bro. Thank goodness we got leaders all over this clubhouse. Look at this COVID and the tragedy that hit us. If we didn't have leaders like Francisco Cervelli to help us during these times, give me another name there, man. Give me another veteran name that has helped during these times. Matt Joyce, you know, I know you came at him pretty hard, but he made a hell, a couple hell of, hell of a defensive play on left field the other day. No, yeah, he did, but the guy, I, 
Does Brandon Kinsley. Does Sierra make those plays? Um, yeah, my gut wanted me to say something like Pablo Lopez because he might pitch twice in the next week with all the games. But I'm just going to go with Monte. Put it on the Twitter poll. I'm not going to win this one, but let's go with it. All right, guys, it's time for our famous uh, this or that Mets edition. All right, you know the rules by now. I'm going to say the position. I'm going to say our starter and the Mets starter. And me and Alex pick and see who from what team comes out with the most points. This or that. All right, so without further ado, we're going to start a catcher. We're going to go Cervelli from Miami or Nito from the Mets. Alex, who you got? Come on, man. you acting like you didn't hear the four minutes of me singing. It's Francisco Cedavelli. <laughs> yeah, I got I got Cervelli, too. Uh, this Nito guy, I'm sure, you know, hopefully has a good career. I don't know if he has a good career. I don't know if he's a vet or rookie, but he has a noodle arm. We should run all over him again. Um, I'll go with Cervelli there. All right, next to first base, Jesus Aguiar or Pete Alonso? I'm going Aguilar, man. I didn't like the way Alonzo was celebrating that home run off of Castano. You weren't celebrating when Umberto Mejia made you look foolish on that curveball. Yeah, Aguilar is awesome. But, I mean, as a if I was starting a team today, I'll take Pete um, Alonzo. But the way Aguilar is hitting, I could see how you made that decision. For this series, I'd take Aguilar. But for, like, a team, I'll take Pete. Uh, moving on to second base, we got Foresight and the Mets rookie. And the only reason I put him here is because he's started the last two games at second base for the Mets. I'm going to butcher this name, but it's Guillermo, Guillermo. Um, he's hitting pretty good right now. Who do you got there? That's that's the Mets rookie. Isn't it Jimenez? Isn't his last name Jimenez? No, it's uh, Guillermo. It's, uh, he started the last two games for them, and uh, he's done pretty well for them. Mm. I think he's hitting like 375. Let's see. Uh, he is Jimenez. Oh, that yeah, Guillerme. Okay, yeah, they got a, they got a nice middle of the infield. The Mets, uh, we've seen uh, Guillerme, Guillerme, Guillerme. Gu- 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 <laughs> yeah, Guillerme. You guys got it, Luis Guillerme. He's from Caracas, Venezuela. They call him Luis Simi. Luis Simi. He's batting at four fifty eight on the season. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, it was him or Forsyth. Forsyth. Yeah, I'm gonna go with my with my countryman. I'm gonna go with my guy. Yeah, I'm gonna take you are, man. I'm gonna take the rookie from New York too. I'm not gonna try to pronounce his name again. I'm gonna butcher and, it again. But. <laughs> hey, keep an eye out real quick. Uh keep an eye out on upcoming rookie for the Mets, Andres Jimenez, the 21-year-old uh left-handed shortstop is doing awesome. He's from Barquisimeto, Venezuela. He's batting 268, but more than that, the guy has been off the chain. Awesome with the glove. He's made some great web gems. Um, look out for him. Yeah, hopefully he's a little better than uh, Echeria there, right? Uh, hey, good, hey. Glove, good glove and hitting 250 sounds about right. <laughs> he's 21. Echeria's older, man. <laughs> I know, I know. Moving on to short. <laughs> um, we got VR at short for us and Rosario for the Mets. I'm going VR, man. Yeah, I'll go VR on that one, too. That's uh, that's easy. Bounce back. All right, all right. Now we got at third base, Anderson or David? I think that's supposed to say Davis, though. Come on, man. Next question. Come yeah. on, man. Everybody. Hold on, hold on. Let me, I'm trying to keep. I'm trying to keep counting here. <laughs> um. Next up, we have left field. Brinson or Smith? Man, I'm gonna go with Smith. Yeah, man. Sweet Lou had a 
he had a good little series there. You know, he had a good uh, Saturday, I believe. He had two hits. Um, Smoked about the ball down the left field line. I think he hit it 100. That has to be one of his out. best games. That has to be one of his best games as a Marlin, which is sad, but it's the truth. Next up here, we got Harrison in center or Nemo. I'm going with uh, I'm going with Harrison. Yeah, explain that one. I can't go against my guy Monte, man. And hey, you got to back me up here. You're saying he's gonna be the player of the week, dog. What are you talking about? I agree. I agree. I'm just I'm just saying that <laughs> we gotta. I gotta see more from Monte, but I'm definitely going. Uh, Monte, hey, side note: Monte hit his first home run. And it, I believe it was on his grandmother's uh, birthday, uh, RIP to his grandmother. She he, she had a heavy influence on him. So, man, maybe you side note, just think it's her birthday every day, baby. Go yard. <laughs> All right, last but not least, we have right field, Birdie or Conforto? Oh, man, I just really love Birdie Ball. I mean, Conforto's a solid guy, but I got I just love the energy, the speed, the dynamic that John Birdie brings. Wherever you put him on the diamond, I know right now he's at right field, but you can put him at second, you can put him at short, third, first. You can tell him, hey, put on the freaking catcher's gear, and the guy's still going to kill it. Yeah, I love him as a Marlin, but I'll take Conforto, bro. I mean, Conforto's just been a solid player for years now. Birdie, you know, Birdie's going to be that fourth outfielder, you know, that utility man. He's going to be – I see Birdie as almost with less speed. What Miggy Rowe was those first few years of Miggy Rowe, where he was playing almost everywhere. And that's how he got all his at-bats. I mean, the guy, like, same thing. Miggy Rowe, he, he's probably our emergency catcher. Uh, I'm sure Miggy Rowe's even down a pitch if he needs to. Um, you know what? I think I, I feel where you're coming from. But Birdie's finally getting the opportunity to play. And I feel like he has more upside right now. If we look at to where Miggy Rowe was, that Miggy Rowe that you're talking about, that he was playing everywhere and getting opportunities just to get his bat in the lineup, and he was good defensively. I think John Birdie, this, this John Birdie, the 2020 John Birdie, brings more value to this team than the Mickey Rojas back then ever did. Oh, he, right, the speed right. that this guy brings is crazy. I mean, and, Birdie's and, out there and, starting almost every night. So, And, and Mickey Rojas great. He's great with the glove. He's got a great arm at shortstop, and I love how he plays it. But I just love how Birdie's just everywhere, bro. He's really like he's a birdie. He's flying everywhere, bro, on the fly. Just super, utility. Stuff. Super, utility. super, super, super utility. Like, yo, like he's just so much fun to see on the base pass. Seeing him run from first to third. Fun. It's just fun baseball. Yeah, you went six and three there in favor of the Marlins, and I went four and five in favor of the Mets. So the Marlin faithful might come at me for that one. Uh-huh. But I just like to keep it real. You know, I like to keep I don't like to sway a little bit there. Anthony, um, Mr. Met Garcia. No, nah, no, nah, never. <laughs> never. I don't like the Jets. I don't like the Mets. I don't like anything from New York. The Metropolitans or, or nah. my entire team sucks. We got to nah. clarify that. That city, that whole city. We, we got to make port. another poll for that. Another poll for that. <laughs> what does Met stand port. for? <laughs> All right, guys, that about wraps it up for today. We'll see you next Monday. Hopefully, I mean, by then we'll have like 10 games already, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 games by Monday, nine games. Uh, Alex, where can my people find you? And anything else you want to throw in here to close it up? Yeah, guys, you can find my work. Our work at fishstripes.com. You can find us on Twitter at the Real Acon. Feel good moments at TikTok, uh, at Talk Baseball on TikTok. And hey, guys, make sure that you guys wear a mask. If you need a mask, get you a mask. Phantom Drip, they did a great job. They hooked up the Fish Stripes staff with some great masks. Go out there, get you a Marlins mask if you want one. If you want to get you one from another sport, but the Dolphins are getting right around the corner, you can get custom ones. I saw a cool one with Tua's name on it. Uh, that's it for now, man. Alex Contreras on the mic. Red, tell them where you at. Hey, guys, find me at red underscore underscore Garcia. And a quick little uh, 
sidebar here, speaking of the mask, John Heyman reporting that the MLB has changed the rule a little bit, that players who test positive can apply to return to play in 10 days, even if they continue to test positive, but still need MLB joint committee to okay it. And they are very likely to allow, be allowed back after 14 days, even with continuing positives. So with that, I know people are going to say, why are they going to allow someone who's positive back in the building? But guys, do me a favor. Follow this guy, Zachary Binney, or Binney, B-I-N-N-E-Y. He is a epi- I'm a butcher this too. It's been a bad day. Epidemiologist. And he has he studies quarantine and effects like that. And he's pretty much been in sports, you know, telling like he's been vocal on Twitter about what sports should do and shouldn't do. And his tweet was, guys, this is fine. This is not sarcasm. This is actually very consistent with CDC guidance. So with that, wear your mask. Let's get back in these stadiums. You know, the fan, the, the team needs us. We need the sport. Let's get back in the stadium. And uh, I hope you guys have a blessed, safe week. Mm-hmm.